Welcome to the Word of Life Center podcast. It's our desire that today's message would equip and empower you to see the Word of God bring life to your life. I, I have to admit, I'm a, I'm a Christmas music junkie. And I, I like to find, you know, I like to listen to Christmas music and, and um, uh, I don't particularly care for necessarily the traditional way sometimes that, that the songs are done, but sometimes I do. But the reason I played that was because several years ago, I was listening to that song sung by Mariah Carey, who's, that's who sang that in case you don't know. Anybody didn't know that? Oh, I don't want to embarrass you, but anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, I heard these words. Now, you got to understand not being a singer and not, you know, I just kind of sing along what I remember and, you know, kind of hang in there. But, but the song says something that, that really, really touched me and really opened me, opened my heart to something. And that was the words where it says that the soul felt its worth. The soul felt its worth. When you understand that Jesus came so that your soul would feel its value, its worth. And, and one other uh, part of this, uh, of the song uh, talks about the fact that, um, that the weary soul rejoices. The thrill of hope, a weary soul rejoices. Now, that's a great song, but I believe it was written out of a spirit of revelation. I really do. And, and the fact that it says that, that Jesus came, that, that our soul would feel its worth, to me, that's what Christmas is all about, is the fact that, that humanity can feel their worth. Jesus, now you say, well, what about Easter? Well, I understand about Easter and I understand the resurrection. I'm not trying to diminish anything. What I'm trying to get you to understand is at this moment in time, when Jesus was born, the progression from there forward was for you to understand your value. When you look at what God did for you just to get Jesus on the earth, all the things that took place, all the supernatural, all the working of God, all the things that happened to, to just to bring him on the earth. It ought to give you a revelation of the value of your worth. I believe Christmas can bring us a reality of our soul's value. I mean, listen, when I heard that, and I understand that's not Scripture, okay, but I'm going to give you Scripture, but, but it just something exploded on the inside of me about, you know what? That's why Christmas is celebrated. That's why we celebrate that baby in the manger and, and the angels and Mary and Joseph and, and the shepherds and the wise men. We celebrate that because it signifies a value has been placed on our souls. That this effort that God sent his son and came into flesh and bore flesh for us literally revealed to me, you know what, I'm worth something. My soul is valuable. 
in Isaiah 53 is an interesting scripture here talking about Jesus and, and really actually talking about his death. But, but it's interesting here what it says. Listen to this. Verse 10, Isaiah 53, verse 10. It pleased the Lord to bruise him, Jesus. Now listen to this. And to put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands. Do you know that God took Jesus' soul and made it an offering for us? In order to understand this, you've got to understand the soul. Your soul is your mind. Your will, your emotions, it's who makes up you. Makes you a person of distinction. Makes you a separate individual person that's totally uh, uh, unique to God. With his own desires, his own purposes, his own goals for you. Totally separate from anybody else. That's how unique you are. And it says that he made his soul an offering for you. In other words, God took his soul and sent his son Jesus to bear the soul and to carry that soul into a place of darkness so that you could walk in a place of light. Your soul has worth. And Christmas is that first step that first reality that Jesus was born to pay the price for your soul to be free. Amen. I'm not talking about going to heaven. That's part of it. But I'm talking about your soul to be free right here on earth. If, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, you don't know what freedom is. You don't know how freeing it is for your soul to be at liberty because of what Jesus did for us. The first thing that Mary said was in, in Luke chapter 1, verse 46 and verse 47, Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in the God, in God, my Savior. The soul comes alive with Jesus because your soul understands its value because of what Jesus has done for us. Your soul becomes free to hope, free to live, free to dream, free to expect God to work in your life. You're totally liberated. I'm amazed at how many Christians, now don't get upset with me if this is you, I'm not talking about you personally, but they get oppressed, they get discouraged, they get down, their minds go tilt, and the whole while Jesus' soul was was offered up so your soul could be free. That's why the Bible says don't be anxious about anything. Amplified Bible says don't fret or have anxiety 
about anything. Thank you for that one amen. <laughs> no, listen. We've been set free in our souls. Our value of our soul has been revealed. And, and if, you, if you just listen to what I'm saying tonight, if you've been burdened down, if you've been weighed down, lift it off. Well, just pray for me. Lift it off. Your value of your soul is so much greater than any anxiety, any fretting, any worry, any discouragement, any fear that might try to come into your life. Because Jesus paid the price. He paid the ultimate price for your soul. I believe that the darkness of the soul can be opened to light at Christmas. Because it's the first step, first place you can tell people, you know what? I got good news for you. Listen, I've got good news for you today. Your soul is worth something because the Son of God came for you. He came in flesh for you. I've got good news for you. You're valuable. Now, see, most people don't understand their soul but they understand their emotions. They understand their mind. They understand how they're feeling, how they're thinking in their lives. But this is a tremendous time of the year to lift that off of people, for people to be free of that. To, and, and listen, if you're a Christian tonight and you're struggling in your soul, in your mind, over maybe your job, maybe your family, maybe your, just your life circumstances, and you're thinking, God, just, it's just so bad, it's so bad. No, 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 no. Jesus has paid the price for your soul. Your soul is valuable to him. And wherever you are in your life tonight, wherever you're struggling in your life tonight, wherever you're trying, it, it is trying to be an oppression on your life tonight, tonight's the night for you to set, be set free of it. You don't have to live that way because your soul has been set free. It is valuable. It is worthwhile. Your soul has value. And you have to know that and fight for that. Wait a minute. I, why should I fret? Why should I be upset? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be that way. I'm not going to live that way. I, I, I'm just going to kind of tell you a story tonight because when I was praying today, and this kind of just kind of flooded me, and I got to thinking about this. Um, one of my mo my most memorable Christmases, and this is not saying you know others weren't memorable. I mean, I think my greatest Christmas was when our son we got our son on December the twenty third. So that was the most memorable Christmas. We put him under the Christmas tree. <laughs> Amen. But, but in my mind, there is a, there's another side of, of Christmas and a memorable Christmas that helps me understand today the value of my soul and how, how far away it can be from what God wants in my life. Yes, amen. That's, that's the Christmas of 1973. 
Christmas of 1973, I had left Becky. I told her I didn't want to be married anymore and left. And went to work, you know, for, um, uh, I was working for a company. Then I went to work for another company and, and um, uh, I was in Miami, living in Miami. And for some reason, Christmas, and I know why, because I was without my wife and I was without family. And, and listen, even the most lost soul wants somebody, wants something. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm in Miami. I don't have any friends down there. I hadn't been down there really long enough to, to make any friends um, down there. In fact, I remember, um, and, and I was estranged from my family pretty much, really didn't want to talk to them. And Becky wasn't talking to me, and, and, um, and I don't blame her. But, but uh, I remember there was one particular person that was working for me at the restaurant, one, a, 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 a young lady there. And we were talking, and, and she didn't have any family there and didn't have anybody there, and I didn't either. I said, well, you know what? Why don't we just buy each other Christmas gifts? And so we did. We bought each other. You know, it wasn't a relationship there. We, it was just two, two people without anybody. We bought each other Christmas. But something happened to me even on that, in that Christmas. Um, even though my soul... It was given totally over to carnality, and I don't want to go into that. I don't want to. I don't want to paint that picture again. Uh, it, but but it was bad, okay. But even in that, at Christmas, in that season of Christmas, something seemed to challenge my soulish mindset. And I, I know that may sound strange to you, okay. But, but, but something challenged my soulish mindset about how I was living. And not that I changed much about what I was living, but something, something in my soul, there was a spark there. And it really, first of all, it, it was a spark of generosity that I had totally lost. Totally self-serving, self, uh, everything was about me. But for some reason, even in that, in that dark period of my life, my soul rose up at Christmas and there was a generosity there. Yes, yes. Not just toward this person that I gave gifts to, but just in general. Even a desire for family was stirred in me. I was alone. I was living in a hotel room, okay, in Miami. And, and yet something stirred in me. So I called my grandmother. She, I knew she was always, you know, positive and praying for me. And, and I called her and talked to her and, and uh, tried to put on a, you know, good faith. Oh, yeah, I'm doing good. My job's great. And, and I, I, I just, every time she'd ask me about Becky, I'd say, oh, she's fine. I never, I couldn't, couldn't tell her, you know. But the reason I'm telling you that is, listen to me. There are people that you come in contact with every day who, who you need to tell them their soul is valuable. And especially during this season, there are people who may look great on the outside because I did. I had money. I had, you know, as far as, as that and life and I had all that, but, but, but my soul was dark. 
But Christmas is an awesome, awesome time to say, you know what? I got good news for you. Your soul's worth something. It's worth something. God wants to do something with you. God wants to work in your life. And I know maybe even you uh, don't realize that, that in your own life, that, that you, you should not let your soul just run, run, run away with you. I see people, they, they do, Christians, they do that all the time. And they, let, they allow themselves to be tormented. They don't allow themselves to be what God really wants them to be. You should let the Spirit of Christ dominate your Christmas. Listen to this scripture in Mark chapter 8, verse 37. Listen to what the Word says. Jesus said this, What will a man give in exchange for his soul? Now see, we teach spirit, soul, and body and, and, and I believe that, and I believe your spirit's alive, you know, and uh, 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 it lives forever, whether you live with God or without God, but it's connected to your soul, and that's who you are, okay? And there's absolutely nothing that you can pay that's going to pay for your soul. Only Jesus can pay for your soul, Listen to what the Amplified Bible says in um, Mark chapter, um, I mean, uh, Psalm chapter 49, verse 7. None of them can by any means redeem either himself or his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. For the ransom of a life is too costly, and the price one can pay can never suffice. There is no ransom for a soul other than Jesus. There is no freedom for a soul other than Jesus. You can be the most intellectual, strong-willed, dominant person where you have control over everything, but that does not make your soul any better. All it does is give you the ability and the capacity to maneuver some things in your life. But bottom line, you're hiding. Because every soul, every soul knows that there's a price to be paid for them. And they can't pay it. It shows itself in lots of different ways. It shows itself out in many different avenues. But bottom line, your soul knows. But when you find out about Jesus, because this is how I was living, okay? I was living this life. I was living in, in darkness. And, and I, I, don't, I, don't, I wish I could paint you a picture of it. I can't even communicate to you how dark a world it is when your soul is not redeemed with Jesus. When, when you're living a life of, of soulishness, and yet there's no redeemer there for it. There's no buying it back. There's no acceptance of what Jesus did for your soul. But the thing you've got to understand is this. In this season that we're in, men's souls, I believe, cry out. Not everyone, 
I did. I did. Well, it's because you missed Christmas and all the presents, you know, growing up. Well, first of all, we didn't get that many presents growing up. Second of all, I knew every one of them before Christmas because I found them, opened them, played with them, and wrapped them back up. Don't look at me so holy. Boy, my mother, went to, in fact, she was a member of this church before she went on to be with the Lord. And, and I said that in church one night, and, and you could hear her gasp. She never, she never knew that I did that. But here's the thing. This Christmas season exposes the soul. I'm just telling you, it does. When you talk about Jesus and you talk about him being born, it, 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 there, is an, there is an exposition there. There is an exposing there that, that, that makes people open where they wouldn't be open. Because every person knows that they can't pay for their own soul. They can't pay for it. Somebody's got to pay for it for them. And so you've got to make up your mind, you're going to be that gift giver. You're going to be that communicator to other people about their soul. I just want to tell you, listen, I'm, I'm stirred up in my spirit that this coming year can be one of the greatest soul-winning years that the body of Christ has ever known. But it's not going to come because some great evangelist pops on the scene. It's going to come because you and I talk to people about their soul and the condition of their soul. Where are you in your soul? Where is your heart? Where is your, what are you feeling in, in your life? And, and the thing that's a, that, that, that really is the problem, I think in some ways, is because people people are bound up in their souls that are Christians and they don't, and they don't understand they don't have to be bound up. They're bound up in, in their souls. They don't understand it. They, they've, they've gotten fretful. They've gotten worried. They've gotten, they're dealing with all sorts of things. And all of a sudden, they're, they're on the outside looking in in some ways. They're, there is a darkness that, that comes into them. But you know what? The good news is it doesn't have to stay. The good news is it doesn't have to stay. You don't have to live that way. You don't have to live in that place. You don't have to live in that place of, 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 of separation from God and separation from the things of God because maybe you did something wrong or maybe you just haven't been doing what you should do for the kingdom of God and you know you hadn't. And, or, or maybe it's just you've just got bad habits. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let me just tell you this, okay? I'm, I'm looking for a scripture here. I want to pull it up, so just hang on just a second. But, but, but listen to this. Um, there, <laughs> there are times when we just get in bad habits because of something that's happened in our life, yeah. okay? Christmas, when I was growing up, was not a whole lot of fun. 
I, I, my parents, most of you know this, they were alcoholics, and so Christmas was party time. And so I didn't know, you know, maybe we'd have a good Christmas, maybe we wouldn't. I mean, Christmas Day was always pretty good, but, but it, was never, it was never the greatest season for me. And what I found out was even after I got saved, my soul would try to revert back to that. And to tr- literally, if you're not careful, your own soul will destroy things that are good, that you could enjoy, that you could have fun with. But because of something in you or in your life, you won't let it happen. You're just bound and determined. I'm going to mess up Christmas. I'm going to be the Grinch. I'm the one. I caught myself doing that. Even after I was saved. Especially with our kids. I I actually caught myself trying. I, I was almost a Grinch at Christmas. And I realized why. It wasn't because. It was because my soul had not dealt with things that had been in my head. For years. But you've got to make up your mind. You're not going to put up with that. You're not going to live with that. You're you're not going to have that in your life. But you have to do it. You can't let your soul dictate to you from your past. I know I'm talking to somebody tonight. You cannot let your soul dictate from your past. And it happens all the time, especially at Christmas. Why Christmas? I think it's because that's the first declaration of your soul's value. But but what happens is we get into a place where we're bound and determined this is the way we're going to be. Yeah. Or maybe it's not you. Maybe it's somebody that you know. And Oh, Lord, they're going to be here at Christmas. And <laughs> I understand. But the minute your soul starts understanding its value and understanding that God loves you, God's working in you, you can have a good Christmas. You can make Christmas good for others because there is value there. Then things will change. Things will change for you. Things will change in you. Things will change in your head. Well, I, I just don't have money to buy gifts for my kids for Christmas. Well, I've got good news for you. You've got a source. No, it's not Word of Life. It's not Timeless Toys. It's God. Shockingly, you might not know it, but He would actually work in your life if you let Him. But you've got to be careful. Listen to me. You've got to be careful with your soul. Psalm 42, verse 11 in the Living Bible says this. Soul, don't be discouraged. Don't be upset. 
You know who, who's talking here? This is the psalmist talking to his own soul. Talking to himself. No, 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 no. No, we're not going to do that. No, no. We are not going to behave that way. No. I understand that's happened in the past. It's not happening. No. So, pay attention. I have value. God has saved me through his son. I'm alive unto God. I'm not going to allow myself to function in darkness. So, don't be discouraged. Don't be upset. Expect God to act. Expect God to act. Listen, I, I know you probably wouldn't, you, you don't understand this, but, but when, you, when you are in darkness and your soul is so dark that everything is perceived totally different, it's, it's based on your success, your failure, what people say, what people do. What people don't do, what people don't say, what happens in your life that may be a negative. All of a sudden, that dark world starts ruling you. But you can't live your life on that because your soul has value. Jesus has paid the price for your soul. He died. He gave his soul up for you. So you have to fight for it. No, I'm not going to think that way. I am not going to be upset. I'm going to expect God to act. I know that I shall again have plenty of reasons to praise him for all that he will do. He is my help. He is my God. So you need to pay attention. Jesus has died for you. He was raised from the dead for you so that you could live a good life, an upright life, a sound life, a life fearless, a life free of agitation and anxiety, and you need to start doing it. Are you listening to me? That's how you've got to talk to yourself. No, I'm not going to talk, live this way. No, I'm not going to have this in my life. Have, have you ever said this? Listen, have you ever said this? I hate that I did that. I hate I acted that way. Well, at least you recognized it, but don't do it again. Well, I wish I hadn't said that. Well, don't say it again. Your soul has to rise up in who you are in Christ, what God has done for you, what God will do for you, and that's where you have to live your life. Because I want to tell you something. It is real easy to get down in the darkness, in the mud, in the pit, in the mire, and just try to think like everybody else. Well, you know, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen to me for sure. I mean, I'm telling you. Well, if nobody gets anything for Christmas, it'll be me because I'm... It could be a million things. But your soul has value and has worth. And it will carry you so far beyond who you are 
just as a just as a human when you realize that Jesus has made you alive and your soul is alive and you have capacity beyond yourself. Now I don't work by my willpower, I work by his power to do his will in me. There's a big difference. Because willpower is not going to get you where you want to go. But God power will. And the great thing about it is, listen, the great thing about it is that we have a helper inside of us, the Holy Spirit, to help our soul be and do what we need to do. We don't have to do it on our own. We don't have to do it in our own strength because we have a greater one working in us now that can help us in, in whatever, whatever challenge we have in our mind. Whatever challenge we have. So, number one, you need to recognize other people's souls are open. There is a value to their soul and you need to talk to them about their soul. Do you know Jesus died for your soul so that you could have a sound mind and live a free life and live a life of liberty in your mind? Listen, you could be in the deepest, darkest place in the world physically and still be free in your mind. Paul and Silas were in prison, beaten up. Physically, they were a mess, but they were praising God. Their soul was alive unto God. Mary, when she found out about Jesus being, uh, being born in her of God by the Holy Spirit, what did she do? Her soul rejoiced. It rejoiced. It didn't get sad. It didn't question. It didn't wonder. It rejoiced. We have that capacity on the inside of us. Don't let your soul from the past, dictate your future, especially during this season. Don't let it do it. Don't. Don't let it do it. Because, listen, God will do something supernatural for you. There'll be a breakthrough this year for you, for your life, in your soul this year. I know people that, I just dread Christmas. All the bad, all the bad. Wait a minute. What's what's the word Christmas? What's the what's the first part of that? That's what you focus on. That's where your mind goes. Doesn't go on what you've lost, what you don't have, what what. Mm -mm. No, don't do that. You've got to go forward, go in your future. Thanks for listening to the Word of Life Center podcast. You can connect with us on Facebook and Twitter or at our website, wordoflifecenter.org.